This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Applying the human awakeness to the soul awareness was quite fascinating. Nothing in the house belonged to me. I had absolutely no bond with anything. I even forgot I had my own family. Yet, I had everything I needed within me. The soul has access to zillions of realities. Think strings of choice. Whilst also fully present and detached. Unemotional, but not cold in each choice. Stating that a lesson was complete meant the string path was released and a new path followed. Never was incarnation used, but it was always path to access the lessons required. Each path was in a new vehicle, form as tree, human, animal. I also loved the fact of a soul's knowing that we are all well. I wasn't asking, but merely stating a truth from a soul level. My strongest message from this, the soul has no doubt or dependency. The lack of attachment felt whole, writes Nitya. Valeria Tellez interviews Nitya Linda McIntosh. She has decades of experience working with energy healing and multidimensional living, founding a pioneering well-being center in Scotland focusing on multidimensional and heart-based living. She has early childhood memories of channeling and telepathy, is an energy healer practitioner and teacher trainer, crystal healer, yoga siromani, and reflexologist. She learned Transcendental Meditation, TM, in 1986. Spiritually, she works as an empath, channel, psychic, medium, is a Lemurian elder, works with Ascended Masters, Angels, Archangels, Galactic Beings, brought a new vibration, Trovak TM, energy to people, works with Lady Gaia, Stone Circles, Ancient Monuments, and any other landmarks which connect with her. She continues her energy work, transforming fear-based living into healing, connected, loving vibrations within herself, her business, and her clients. Her formula to well-being over decades of experience is integrity to fearlessly live the authentic truth of who we are, empowerment to be true to who you are, which, by nature, opens opportunity for others into empowerment, growth in all areas as we embody these practices. Nitsya works with the spirit of the person, aiding conscious heart-based living, making life more meaningful and fulfilling, there's enough to go around in the world. The old dog-eat-dog paradigm has no place in well-being. Nitya goes to the seed of the issue, not papering over the cracks for it to appear somewhere else in the future. 
Her methodology helps people understand and heal themselves in a compassionate manner, with clients finding relief from anxiety, depression, inner child issues, trauma, addictions, low self-esteem. Meet Nitya Linda at thenaturalwellbeingacademy.com. Here's the interview with Nitya Linda McIntosh. In your own words, who is Nitya Linda McIntosh? That's a really big question. And we could also say it's a really simple question as well. I am just, in inverted brackets, just a light walker traveling in a human body at this time in humanity. What makes it complicated, Nietzsche? I think we add lots of layers into it, don't we, that makes it complicated. We, we anchor a lot of really high energy and vibration and energetic imprints into the human body, into the thinking, into the, the feeling, into our interactions, into our relationships. And we just add more and more cords or connections or reasons and labels and uh, limiting beliefs, addiction. We just we just pour more and more into the pot when the idea is to pour le- less and less in and just continue to be light. And this is something we do unconsciously, most of it, right? Because a lot of that is programming, the way we have been taught and raised. Absolutely. Um Programming, conditioning, limiting beliefs, we, we'd have to be living under a rock not to have impact, be, be impacted by things going on around us, to us and from us. So it's almost like um, interesting paradox, isn't it? That we come here with this very light and open awareness of what this is, almost like ready to enjoy the experience. But then, yeah, we become somehow contracted. It's almost like contracting energy into this small space, this vast energy trying to fit a very small, tiny space of the me, right? Of the the labels, as you said earlier, conditionings. Do you think that there is a purpose to that, to this contraction of energy and this holding on to so many limiting beliefs and, and behaviors? Is there a purpose? There is a belief in some schools of thought that Earth, planet Earth, Mother Earth, Lady Gaia is the the universe's hardest training ground for uh, species, for light. So to be on this planet as a human is almost like an honor, a ninja training to experience that contraction and to find purpose. We forget our purpose, so perhaps the journey is to remember the purpose again And we have so many experiences to pull us towards uh, our purpose or to pull us away from it that um, it can either strengthen or, as you say, contract our energy. It's a fantastic journey. It's a fantastic experience. And the more aware of it we are, the more we can dance with it. It can be quite a difficult one at times. Mm, That's the perspective I like to have is that um, it's a really good training ground. I love this idea. It's a lovely concept that um, idea, a vision that I have heard for so many of my guests. And I had my own share of uh, believing in um, this being an experience of learning lessons. And it seems to me like um, 
that was dropped for some reason. I think the more something in me opens up to life as it is and embrace it all, the less it tends to believe in destination and stories. And it's kind of, it feels like very much like freedom, just being here now and this is it. This is enough. This is fulfillment already. Yeah, we needed initial for quite a long time. We needed um, pain or contraction, as you said, lessons and experiences to to make us dig deep, to find the light, to find purpose. And now we we we're really living in our heart based energy that we we can let go of the catalyst of pain or the chaos to move us into better energy, and we can live a heart based life now. We don't have to question it. We've let go of so many limiting beliefs and patterns. We don't have to have those experiences again. And that's the beauty of it is that we're leaving these um, lessons to just live and just be. And have you heard of a time where we as humanity, we were free from those conditionings and lived in this state of freedom of being? Well, I am a Lemurian elder and I remember, I feel very drawn to that age. I feel very drawn, well, not specifically the age, but the, the energy of living like that. It's just being kind, being nice, being still. Um, we're not in competition with each other. We're just living in our hearts. And, you know, free will, we have free will in this time. We had free will then. And it was just to use it in a, a kind and loving manner, realizing that we're all interlinked. We're all connected and we're all a reflection of each other so yeah in my heart of hearts in my soul I really do feel that energy in that time and that is the essence of who we are that sounds wonderful and I have interviewed somebody about Lemuria right she talked to me about that time and it was on earth nature or this was in a different realm I find it pinning down times and places doesn't sit with the mm. way I put it. It's, it's another form of label. Right, and I, right. I, I know there's different conversations about where it was and when it was. I just like to sit in the energy of it. I just like to connect with the the pure loving intent of it. Mm. No time or space, right? Mm -hmm. It's just free from all those limitations. Because, just be, just yeah. be. I love that. What a beautiful message. And I guess... I'm doing what I'm doing today, like this podcast and everything I write about and all the messages I, I put out there. It's about healing. That's what I call it. It's almost being open, isn't it, Nita? To let the healing journey begin, isn't it? To kind of shed away those conditionings and programmings. It's very scary for most people to do that. Yeah, the beginning of the journey is... As I said earlier, it can be a catalyst or chaos or pain or trauma or losing your job or losing your health or, you know, bankruptcy. There's always or there used to always be a trigger or addiction and things to move from the heart and the mind and the, the conditioning, the programming into the bigger questions of who am I and what am I doing and what do I want and what do I need and how do I feel? Yeah, it's, it's taken some time to get there. But once we start on that journey... I, I liken it to um, a stone, a large stone rolling down a hill. And it's when a, when a large stone is at the top of the hill, it's really, really heavy to move that large. If you had a stone the size of a house, it would be difficult to move. 
And that's the beginning of the journey. It's confusing, it's difficult, it's extremely heavy. And when that stone gets pushed and moved down that hill, it finds its own momentum and can actually overtake you that you don't need to push it, you don't need to um, lead it forward or steer it. And once you start on this path of healing or energy healing or just living as energy, as heart-based energy, mm. it has its own momentum and it doesn't, and it moves it further and further away from pain. Do you believe in timing for these things to happen, to become open to healing? Or this is something that can be influenced? Are we all influencing one another to heal? Do you believe that? Yeah, I, I believe that... Um, We have karmic experiences, we have soul connections, we have triggers, we have um, catalysts, if you like. I'm actually very recently digging deep into this thought, and sometimes things happen for no reason. I had an experience a few days ago, and I actually was able to understand that this wasn't really my experience. This was, I was just put in a place to help someone else with their experience. So we're leaving that um, energy where we are all playing out karma or anything like that. And sometimes it is, I mean, there's a, a myriad of timelines. There's a myriad of um, dimensions. We can be stepping in and out of any path at any time. Um, another question I have for you is, how did you come to do and be in this state that you are today? What was the catalyst to do what you do? Yeah, I'm not really sure the pivotal moment. I've had quite a lot of trauma in my life. I I've I have a background in addiction, alcohol addiction, and I I was a single parent and I, I would say adulthood has felt quite challenging. But I've always chosen the kind soft path. Believe it or not, I I used to have very strong boundaries. I wanted to help people I wanted I actually started doing yoga and I was meditating when I was in 1986 and um, because I was being bullied so my first experience was meditating I think that's when I first discovered calm and discovered stillness and then it led to yoga teacher training and I became fascinated about posture and breath that led again to a deeper more physical stillness and then I studied reflexology to Because the whole reflexes of the f in the foot are, in, are through the entire body. And so I moved into reflexology and then I moved into energy healing. And that's where my life just took off in that manner. Just understanding that we are multidimensional beings. And um, that's when I really started to become the soul and heart-based connection of who I really am. So it was, it was over 30 years that it happened. I mean, I was taught to meditate in 1986, and I was 14 at the time. So that's a long, long time ago, and I didn't value it then. I, I value it a lot more now than I did then, yeah. but it's the best tool I've ever had. And that's another question that I often ask. Does it always take, like you mentioned, suffering, but can we learn to move into this heart-based energy that you speak of, which I absolutely love, of course. Can we move into that realm without the suffering? Absolutely. I, I did mention that earlier on. Um, we are leaving that paradigm where we need this catalyst of pain and we're leaving the contracts that um, create these triggers. And I believe that there's enough of a vibration now, an energetic imprint that we can make their heart-based decisions without the catalyst of pain or without the triggers or the addiction or the 
um, the disconnection, we can um, not fearlessly, but lovingly create bonds first time around without having to go through the disconnection. How do you define spirituality these days? Is that what you mean? Spirituality is the same as living this heart-based reality? Is that the same yeah. thing? Yeah, just being a good person, just living from your heart. Everyone thinks they're a good person, but it's really, for me, it's about tolerance and compassion and building bridges. Um, sometimes we need to put in boundaries. Of course we do. Sometimes people don't want to come and listen to each other. Or, but I remember my granny, uh, she, she, I wouldn't call her spiritual. She didn't know about chakras. She didn't know about um, energy or healing or she didn't go on any retreats. She didn't meditate, but her heart was the kindest, most loving, um, giving, sharing, um, compassionate heart I've ever met. It was a, it was actually an honor to be her granddaughter, and that's why I've mentioned her now. And she, I use her as an, as an example of spirituality, just being a very good... When I used to phone her, and she would just say hello, and I would melt. So it's the energetic resonance. It's there, can be felt. That's interesting. So some of us came into the human body, we're here, and we are able to avoid conditionings. That's what it sounds like with your grandmother. So she was unconditioned. She she had a tough life, yeah, but her heart was lovely. Her heart was um, always, always, always kind to the youngest and the oldest, to the richest and the poorest. She leveled the playing field and she she was just so consistent. It was a, it was a fantastic example. And I believe her as an example of spirituality. We don't need to wear it on our sleeves. We don't need to. Um, we don't need the qualifications to show that we're spiritual. Of course, these help, but having thought on it a long time, it's a heart. It's a kind heart that does its own work. That um, doesn't, or that that kindly um, shares rather than creates conflict or division. So it sounds like um, that idea of um, simplicity, isn't it? Living less from the mind and more from the heart. She she was amazing. She, she like I remember her looking at skateboarders from my kitchen window, and she had this curiosity. She was about yeah. sixty years old, yeah. and she had this curiosity. She goes, "How do they manage to lift the skateboard off the ground?" And I was about I was in my twenties at the time, yeah. and I remember thinking, "I don't know the answer to that," and I also don't even ask that question. You know, I just, I kind of shut my life down, and she still had this childlike curiosity and wonder for the world. And that was the connection. It's the connection to everything and the curiosity, the, 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 the ongoing curious mind and curious heart. We often, my husband and I, would go to a park close by and there's a man there that we play paddle ball, like hitting the ball in the wall and catching with the paddle. And then there's this man that he always, he's always there, not always there, but um, often he's there. He's older and he's very simple. And then sometimes I ask him these questions And he answers them and like a child, almost as if he was a child, very open. Yeah, you made me think about him now for some reason. It's a stranger that we never really create that connection. But who is a stranger anyway, right? We are all interconnected. You mentioned this time being more, let's say, almost like an, an invitation to live from the heart. Do you connect this idea to the events in 2020? The pandemic. Yeah, there is, we are ascending, we are evolving, we are um, moving in higher vibration and we're holding more light in our bodies, our physical bodies than we've ever held before without transitioning. 
leaving the body and we're moving into crystalline bodies. So um, this is a fantastic opportunity. I think we've all had challenges inside it since 2020. Again, the catalyst, and we've had to dig deep inside um, isolation or uh, I was actually speaking to someone today, I got my hair cut and she said, we were obviously talking about um, these people that never got to cut their hair or get their hair dyed when they were getting their hair cut and, and they couldn't get to anywhere. And she said, well, I really wondered about these people who had, you know, Botox and um, very physical uh, support. And I thought, well, this was this is an opportunity to really shine from the inside. So when, again, all our, um, our crutches and our external validation was taken from us, which, again, I have learned over the years, I've been doing this for decades, that every... Every difficult situation brings us closer into the heart more. Yeah. Yeah, what you said now, it just resonates very much. It's a calling for the identification with the energies within of who we really are and not just living from the outside, from the physical body. Although we don't deny that, right, Nietzsche? It's not a denial of the body. We had so many um, stimuli so many um, identities, so many personalities. We had our job title, our job description, our, the car that we drove, all these things that, that were uh, who we thought we were. And when they're taken from you, you have to, again, you just sit and you go, well, who am I and what do I need and what do I want? And people have done quite a big 180. And sometimes it looks like a bit like a, um, a meltdown or a midlife crisis. Or a, but but it's, it's just alignment. It's just um, tweaking I have seen people around me, the events in 2020, when that, the whole pandemic started. And I remember being very calm and actually kind of not just open to it, but there was a calling, clearly a calling there that I could not put into words. And then I, I saw people around me, my husband and um, people around my family kind of complaining and getting really frustrated and angry. And then I was wondering, why am I so calm about all this? And they are the opposite. Yeah, it's every single person is individual and everyone has their own journey, their own, like I said earlier, they, their own imprints, their own connections or disconnections. And it's been phenomenally challenging for some people. And it's it's brought some people really into the best of themselves. And we just have to respect and give space for each individual journey. And I think now, now more than ever, it's... We're we're reconnecting in a different manner now. We're not really wanting to, not not everyone is wanting to go back to the way that we lived or connected or functioned before, and so we have to honor um, these new connections and these new ways of being. So you are the founder of the Natural Wellbeing Academy. Talk to me about the services and the courses that you offer. I've seen a lot of them. Services like Energy Healing Private Package. You have Lemurian and Trovac Energy Healing. Did I pronounce that correctly? Hopefully I did. Yeah. Home Spiritual Cleansing, um, Workplace Wellbeing Day. And then you have courses too, lots of wonderful ones. I mean, to me, they sound so inviting. So talk to me for a moment about these services and courses and how do you connect with your clients online and in person or only online? 
So I work with energy um, in the four four auric fields of the mental, physical, emotional, and I call it intuitive, but it's actually the spiritual body, the, the psychic senses, if you like. And we are all of these things and they all overlap each other. So I quite simply call it energy. And the example I use for customers is if you you know if someone's standing too close to you in your space or you know, you know, you can feel if um, you're in a crowd and you just feel overwhelmed by it. So everyone understands this type of energy and everyone understands they get a gut instinct. These are that's that's the spiritual or intuitive um, version of energy, odic energy. And what I do is I try and balance all these four energies because with the conditioning, we've we've been led into the mental body to think. And then we feel perhaps less. We replace our feeling with thinking and move further and further away from these finer, finer um, qualities of energy and I work by bringing them back into basically ultimately their soul connection of who they really are and what they really are beyond all the limiting beliefs in the conditioning we mentioned earlier on and what happens is because the universe is unlimited I can go any with anywhere in any dimension and I bring in really high vibration energies and channel an energy called Trovac and Lemurian energy and you know I can work with angels archangels ascended masters dine um the the dragons or whatever we want to go because everything is there for us stone circles earth energies elementals and i pull these in for whoever whoever needs them and whatever energy that the client wants to work with if they um want to work with you know crystals then the crystals come in as well this can be done it used to be done and do it done in person i used to have a, a a healing center and i you know was doing it all day every day and really helping people clear a lot of blockages and helping them help themselves. I'm not, I don't heal anyone. I don't fix anyone. They fix themselves. I show them the road and they get on that road. And um, just during lockdown, it's just been online or distance so they can phone and we have a phone conversation. They all, and I ask them, what, what is it that's brought you here? And they'll tell me and um, we'll chat about it and we'll see what they want to work on. And we put the phone down, we hang up. I say, just relax. You know, watch TV or read a book in your bed. Don't go driving. Don't go doing any physical stuff. And I tune into their energy field across time or across distance because we are timeless and um, free of distance. We are all, we are all one. So I can tune into their, their I am presence. And I heal and I rebalance. I heal their energy fields. I balance their chakras. I clear things layer by layer by layer that need. It could be this life, past life's. Uh, family blockages or their beliefs or trauma or um, anyone that's hanging around or anything that's hanging around that's not in the highest version I only do it for the highest good so I don't decide what goes the I am presence decide what leaves and um, I, I tidy them up tidy their energy fields up as best I possibly can in that time um, and they're ha- they're happy everything's balanced their chakras are balanced and I phone them back and we chat about it and yeah Every single time, it's it's actually a very humbling and touching journey to share share with a person's soul, share share them, help them reconnect with that soul. And every time, it's always, oh yeah, you know, I I never knew that, or yeah, that's absolutely right, or oh yeah, that's that's exactly where it comes from. And I go to the seed, I go to the I, I go to the source of the issue. So it can be you know fourteen generations back. It can be, or it can be. 12 different incarnations previously or it can be 
you were the opposite sex in a previous life. And I just go to the where it started and I change that from a fear-based, trauma-based energy into a loving, healing, expanding, open energy. So I take fear-based patterns and turn them into love. That sounds fantastic. And I have had the experience and I still do. I have a Reiki energy healer close to me. So I go there. I haven't been there in a long time now, but it's so powerful. It can be felt. I mean, as soon as I walk in the room, in the place, it's everything slows down. Yeah, it's wonderful to just really connect with yourself and remember that now is the most important time. Is that something that we uh, need to learn to maintain the energetic balance on our own? We always need energy healers to help us. And another question is, what causes these imbalances, energetic imbalances, Nita? Well, we are still healing. We are still coming out of the paradigm of um, pain or trauma as a catalyst to move into the heart. So um, the momentum is building. So more and more people are, are in the heart, staying in the heart, and conscious enough to um, do their own healing we have waves of time where we we do the healing ourselves or we we come together and we help each other. I mean, even a gardener is a healer because they they can be looking after the land. They can be healing Mother Earth. They can be providing beautiful flowers that somebody might smell and sniff and, and their heart opens. So a healer comes in a very, or a chef is a healer. If they make beautiful food with love, the love is in the food. So healers are... Um, in lots of hidden places, you know, a nurse is a healer. And as, as long as as long as we keep replacing all these fear-based patterns with love, then slowly and eventually we'll we won't need to have so many healers in this manner. The, you know, we're we're doing this dilution, so it's coming. We're getting there, and I, and I just it's, it's I think the the new world that we're moving into is about heart-based living, conscious living, communities, and energetic energetic connections energy the way you speak it sounds like very vast it's micro and it's macro it's absolutely fantastic it's it's so huge you just can't pin it down and it's so small it's like yeah, yeah. Um, the, the universe in a drop it's just fantastic i love yeah. it <laughs> the universe in a drop yeah there's something that i found on your website one of the articles you wrote under spiritual uh, it's called Conscious Soul Embodiment, Times of Wholeness. It was channeled in October 2016. That caught my attention because the way you write, it's just so clear to me. You said, nothing in the house belonged to me. You're referring to the experience of applied human awakeness to the soul awareness. So you, you're describing what it felt like. So you said, nothing in the house belonged to me. I had absolutely no bond with anything. I even forgot I had my own family. Yet I had everything, everything I needed within me. That is, I mean, I, it's just like, it really describes what this loving energy or divine energy is really like. It's everything, but it's nothing at the same time. It doesn't really attach to anything. And then you say, never was incarnation used, but it was always path to access the lessons required. 
I know. <laughs> I, I remember that. that experience and I'll never forget it. And I woke up and it was almost like my soul hadn't gone to the back of the room again. And I was having a conversation while I was walking around the house with my soul and I was asking questions and exactly as you say nothing but and I was like why did I choose this and and I was talking to I was having a conversation that was just saying well you wanted this experience and you needed this and you then I was saying well I don't need it you know and it was so, so loud and clear to I didn't even recognize my son I, I didn't even know his name I didn't have any, any connection I remember making a cup of tea and I said why am I doing this and they said it was a habit you know it's what you do as a human so it was all this programming and it was a fascinating and wonderful experience at the same time to know that you're everything. And you, as humans, we really play small. And, we, and it's not because when I say play small, we've, we've chosen to be the, the whole universe in a human vessel. And we need to remember that we are the universe in a, in a vessel. We can really power this up. We can really live in, in such great potential. I absolutely love this vision, this intention, this idea of having a harmonious community, world community in, on earth. And I often wonder when I have those ideas and I really connect with them, like as you speak, it's like, wow, it makes so much sense. I would love for this to happen. But then I often ask, like, who wants that? Because, I mean, at the deepest spiritual level that we can imagine, we are already there. There's no really destinations to arrive at. So those ideas, they are coming from the individual contracted energy of the me, right, Nietzsche, that wants to see something to happen so we feel better, perhaps, as a separated wholeness, as I call it. Is that something that makes sense to you? Separated wholeness, that actually sounds really um, sensible. I can understand that, yeah. I think we, if we remember that we are the universe and we are taking part um, in the the road, the journey, the the path of the universe, then we can find, you know, some people are supposed to be working with water. Some people are supposed to be working with the land. Some people are supposed to be um, building the grids in the universe. Some people are, we all have a role in the grand scheme of things and, and we can find our tribes or find our connections or find the interactions that, um, that work for us. And the beauty of it is if we take the, um, the, the, the mind out of it and just trust the process. So you might, you might meet someone and go, well, you know, that doesn't seem to sit with me or I don't understand, or this isn't my normal type of person. But underneath, when you start chatting or listening to the energy, boom, there's a really, there's a really big, um, reason. There's a much bigger reason than any single individual, like you see, separated wholeness. You come together, the, the separation becomes whole and the wholeness becomes separate. We can really pick that apart and build something greater. It is. There's no separation, really. We know that. So, yeah, everything's connected. It's almost like it feels like we have a purpose and that's a wonderful feeling, actually. And everyone does everything, not just everyone in a human body, but everything, the animals, the plants. But what I love about the natural world, the animals and plants, that they have their purpose. They are playing the part in this wholeness of life. But they don't get caught up in getting upset when something doesn't go the way they want. <laughs> like when it rains and the trees, or there's a natural disaster and the trees are just uh, being destroyed. There's no complaining. There's just this... Um, 
acceptance of of what is because there's always there's trust there, isn't it? There's a, a profound sense of trust that we're just dancing here as parts in this song of life, which is um, whole. It cannot be comprehended by the parts, it seems to me, as you said. Yeah, they remember that they're um, part of something bigger rather than the top of the pile. Yeah, yeah. They get really connected. They really stay... Um, they stay, they, I wouldn't say humble, but they, they, don't, they don't try and complicate things that don't need to be complicated. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at, at perhaps, that we as, as human beings, being aware of this, then we are playing a part here and it feels like a purpose that we have. But it's, um, there's no need, as you said, for complication. It's just letting it go. It's this return to this sense of wholeness and trust again. Yeah, the, 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 we're moving into this connected world, this moving away from the mind being the dominant energetic field, if you like, and into the heart. And we, the connection, the energetic connection is the, the, the world that we're moving into rather than the mind-based logical disconnection or rationale. And when we live in that heart-based connection, we're, we're much more able to trust the process and we're much more connected, we're much more universally aligned. And so we see that it has a purpose. It may not be the purpose that we need or we want, but because we're in our hearts, we're able to love it and allow it much more rather than trying to analyze it or explain it. We just kind of go, well, it doesn't make sense, but it feels good. So we're almost at the end, and I do have a few more questions for you, Nietzsche. It has been wonderful uh, to talk about these things. I would stay here forever. Thank you. But before I ask you my final questions, would you like to add anything else that we didn't cover today? Um, I can't really think of anything. We've we've covered quite a lot. It's been a lovely conversation. I just I just feel really excited that um, I feel like it's an honor to work and be aware of the energy and the healing and the journey that humanity is on just now. Sometimes it feels really rough, tough, um, challenging. But when we get back into the the core question, who we are and why we're here, we're blessed. We're 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 very very lucky to be aware of this at this time in humanity and. We're coming together to create a beautiful world. And my ending questions, I'll ask you two questions. What is another word for freedom? That's really interesting because we we do that in one of my courses, my healing courses. Freedom is actually mastery um, because we can't just... One, one person's freedom is another man's sloth, if you like. We could, we could sit on the sofa and eat biscuits all day mm-hmm. and consider that to be freedom. Yeah. It does require a bit of discipline as well or a bit of... Um, it's, it's an ongoing journey to freedom, isn't it? We need to really keep peeling back the layers and yeah. um, um, stretch our energetic field, stretch our um, perspective and just st- stretch our heart. Yeah, mm. I love freedom. It's an ongoing journey. Yeah, right. And it's not free. <laughs> Freedom is not free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. true. <laughs> My last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Love. Love is a wonderful thing. This is an interesting one. It's just off the top of my head. But just to really feel that blissful love and then bliss, to feel bliss, to feel... Um, one One experience I did have... Um, was I understood the entire universe for a nanosecond, <laughs> and um, it was during it was during a, a very long yoga um, course and very deep, if you like. 
and we had some chanting going on. And for a, for a nanosecond, I just understood it all. And I don't mean with the mind, I meant, you know, the kind of Stephen Hawkins type thing, the Big Bang and all that. And just, just to, I would love everyone just for a nanosecond to understand how big everything is, how big they are, and how small everything is and how small it is so that we can, we can remember that the entire universe is in us, the micro macro, that, that, um, we're not separate. We're all part of the entire universe. Right. Uh, love it. I love it. Do you call that a mystical experience? Is that what it is? It could be for some. Um, I think I've been doing this for so long now. I just kind of call it normal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Nietzsche, for being Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's wonderful. Oh, I love, love your presence. So before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your services, products, and future projects? So um, I've been evolving for quite a long time. So my business is um, thenaturalwellbeingacademy.com and we're rebranding and there's a lot more services coming out. Again, underneath um, the effects of 2020, much more online courses, much more free resources, much more um, beginner stuff to touch down on energy. What is energy and where am I and how do I start on this journey? So that's where we are. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, much more videos will be coming out as well. So the Natural Wellbeing Academy, that's who I am. Wonderful. And I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, Nietzsche. And we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Nitya Linda McIntosh and her work, please visit the natural wellbeing academy.com to learn more about this podcast please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast thank you again for listening and bye for now <laughs> <laughs>